Our guest today is Jitendra Malik. Jitendra is a professor of EECS at the University of California at Berkeley and a research scientist at Facebook AI Research. Hi, Devi. How are Hi. you? I'm good. How are you, Jitendra? Not bad, not bad. I just had a meeting with Thru and we were discussing how long we are doomed to be in this, this very peculiar dystopian state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I have um, I have a whole bunch of questions, and so some of it might yeah. feel a little bit like a, a rapid fire round. Um, some of them are light; they might not need a lot of thought. Some of them might take some more thought. In which case, feel free to pause and think about it if you want. Um, if any question you feel like you would rather skip. Um, that's entirely fine too. But in general, if you can sort of err on the side of being open, which like you said, I think you are anyway, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. vulnerable, transparent, I think that would be good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get started. So my first question is, um, what were you doing just before this call? I was at another meeting <laughs> because my life is uh, from meeting to the next. Yeah. 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 Um, what is your daily routine like? Uh, daily routine now is uh, I. Uh, the first thing I do is I, I get up and I read the check on my email and I read the news, mm -hmm. and it's essentially in a very anxious way looking through what's happening in the on the polls, what's happening with COVID, and uh, a few weeks ago it was about what's happening with the fires in California. Yeah. So it's it's a it's the behavior of a anxious, slightly neurotic person checking on the state of the world. Yeah, yeah. And then at some point, I have to stop indulging myself in this way and uh, get to the activities of the day, which starts usually with meetings around 8.30 or 9. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the favorite part of your day? The favorite part of my day, I, I, I like to have time to read and think, and that typically for me is in the evenings. Hmm. In the day, it's more about uh, yeah, meeting people and talking and discussing. So I enjoy that as well. Hmm. So, so there is a extrovert side and an introvert side. So I get to indulge my introvert side in the in the evening, like post dinner, but uh, extrovert side is what is there in the day where. Uh, you are just meeting with students, colleagues, you know, uh, faculty meetings, uh, you know, staff meetings at Facebook, yeah. all of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what is the least favorite part of your day? The least favorite part of the day is I think that in any job, there are lots of very boring things which, which need to be done. So uh, in academia, uh, these include, you know, writing uh, zillions of letters, evaluating people. Uh, but this is a part of the job. It's one of your duties where you have to do this. Uh, I think uh, other bureaucratic steps are, you know, filing for reimbursements or <laughs> things like that. So there are very bureaucratic parts of one's life which one has to do. And uh, I was, I once read this book from a university president and his uh, perspective was that 
uh, when you take up a job, don't just judge it by the fun parts of the job. Because there are the fun parts of the job, and this is obviously what you emphasize when you decide, oh, I want to make a career in X. Mm-hmm. But you should also look at the the dull parts of the job and the, the boring parts of the job, and then ask the question, are you able to do them? Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you really, really can't stand doing them, then you really should not be in that line. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um what one chore do you dislike the most and why? Yeah, I, I think I, I, I mentioned this. It's, it's essentially writing, uh, writing recommendation letters, which I dislike. The reason I dislike this is because uh, it's uh, because people are very, very multidimensional mm-hmm. and, and research is very multidimensional. Mm-hmm. And yet we have to write these letters which are going to be looked at by some committee which is making a very one-dimensional decision. The committee is making a one-dimensional decision on whether to interview somebody or give someone an award. So it's Mm. the the complexity of the person is being reduced to essentially one number and then a threshold, (laughs) right? So if you think of it from that perspective, it's it's a very silly thing, but it, it has to be done. And then uh, when we write these letters, we are trying to provide them all the features for that decision. Right, yeah. It is, is, I I take the job very seriously. I I write, I don't know how many, you know, recommendation letters for people to get their first job, how many letters for people to get tenure, full prof, Mm -hmm. get into various, uh, get various awards and so on. But Mm -hmm. nevertheless, it's still tedious. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you struggle with procrastination? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could say otherwise, but I do. Hmm. And uh, I think uh, uh, there are, uh, yeah, it's much easier to do the fun things than the boring things. And uh, I, 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 it's, a, it's a continual struggle. I'm not, my, my attitude to this is that it's, uh, there's some people who are lucky and who, who just don't have this problem. I mean, my wife is an academic and she's an example of that. Mm. She doesn't really procrastinate. Uh, I procrastinate a lot. I've just found a way to uh, manage this weakness. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is that, you know, you, you, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses and some of your weaknesses, all you need to, what you need to do is to develop coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So it does not become, uh, uh, you know, it does not become super, super hurtful to you, right? right? And for some people it does. Mm. So I've just developed mechanisms by which I'm doing, I do this, uh, I, 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 it's not become pathological. Right, right. Um, do you struggle with time management? Yeah, it goes together with that. Right. Again, it's not... I think of this not as something where you're just good at it or bad at it, but you get better at it. Mm. So, uh, so I do, uh, I do a much better job now of estimating how much time various things will take. Mm. So uh, uh, I was earlier. I was it was there was much more wishful thinking in my planning, mm. and I think I've got better at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then you play little uh, tricks like uh, 
uh, you tie up some uh, some fun thing with some boring thing. Okay, you tie up uh, some. There's a boring thing. You break it it up into chunks, and then you just have to solve. Do one little bit, which is, which you can do in 15 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. these are all written up by zillions of people. <laughs> yeah. So, so I I do use those tricks once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you set an alarm in the morning? No. no. I just get up automatically. My my body has an internal alarm which wakes me up at 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. Um, if I asked your friends, what is Jitendra like? What are three adjectives that you think they would use? Ah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I think one thing they would say is that I, I can be, I'm, I'm quiet at times, but very argumentative at times. Hmm. Uh, so, and, uh, uh, and what goes with argumentative is, uh, opinionated hmm. uh, and uh, I think that's what they would say probably hmm. Uh, hmm. and is that is that true is any of it exaggerated are they missing anything I, I no I, I think that is certainly true because I think I, I that the same attitude that I have to my intellectual life I have in my personal and social life which is that I think uh, I mean uh, one should be willing to argue about everything. Now, I think what is important is to have a sense of humility about being wrong and changing your mind. So I, I feel that I, there, there are some people whose humility would lead them to not express an opinion or, or, or be very wishy-washy. In my, my approach would be that no, you should be able to take a point of view. I mean, mm. you should be able to take a point of view A and argue the value of that, point of view B and take, argue the value of that. And uh, be very conscious that you may be wrong and that you may have to change your mind. I think it's very difficult for humans to, to be able to change their mind. But this is, I think, the first and foremost requirement of being a scientist. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That and makes sense. I, 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 I've been wrong so many times that I've, 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 my reward system has, my, uh, my, my, my internal system has accepted that, which has made me uh, better at uh, dealing with when I'm wrong. Right, right. Um, are you happy with the number of close friends you have? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, there it, it's a relatively small number. I mean, uh, and some of them go back to my college days, I think. Mm. Uh, and and then some of them have been acquired over my over my work life. Mm. And uh, I'm uh, I feel I'm very lucky in that sense. Uh, mm. I, I have very good relationships with many of my former students. Mm. And uh, because it's over time, we have talked about many issues and not just. Uh, not just science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is one thing you are worse at than people around you? Uh, I, I I'm going to repeat that old line, which is that I think uh, I I'm 
not efficient at dealing with boring aspects of my job. Mm. And I've seen people who are clearly better. Mm. Yeah. Um, what is your single biggest strength? What is my single biggest strength? I think uh, I, I'm, uh, I know lots of different things. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, yeah. so, I, so I, I don't think I'm necessarily a deeper thinker on any one topic, but because I know many different things, I can connect them. Yeah. So that, that, that is, I think, uh, in terms of my research strategy, that is, I think, the, the extra thing that I bring to the table relative mm-hmm. to other colleagues. I mean, mm-hmm. I think research is, uh, it's, it's an ecosystem and different people will work with different styles and that is how it should be. Mm-hmm. But my own style is that I know different, lots of different things and I can connect them. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a recurring moral conflict What is a recurring moral conflict? Uh, well, good question. I, I think uh, that for all of us who are in these uh, very privileged situations, uh, right, in terms of uh, we have very comfortable jobs, we are financially comfortable, we are even in this COVID time, we, we have not really had to uh, miss much of a beat. Mm-hmm. So we are very lucky in a certain sense. And many, many people in the world are not so lucky. Mm. And uh, it, I think that we have to acknowledge that so much is just luck. I mean, I think that at least to me, I'm conscious that where I'm now is so much a result of luck rather than just, uh, you know, my, my own uh, hard work. Yeah. Um, is there a specific instance where you distinctly recall feeling privileged? Well, I, I feel privileged all the time. I think, uh, 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 I mean, as a researcher, for example, uh, uh, the quality of your students, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you, you know, so I think I get credit for lots of work for which really... Uh, the fact that I had really, really good students and postdocs uh, is is at stake. Now, maybe I contributed a little bit to making them slightly better, yeah. but uh, but but fundamentally, it's uh, being lucky in terms of uh, the raw material you you get to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I think that. Uh, if I was exactly the same person, but I was in a situation where I didn't really have such good colleagues and students, mm-hmm. my my impact would be much lower. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you insecure about? Oh, I, I'm insecure that I'm uh, going to lose my creative edge. And this is a sign of age. So you're, uh, I mean, the, the traditional statement is that like, in uh, mathematics, I mean, after 40, you're sort of in decline, right? Hmm. I think this is not true in, uh, say, a field like history, where it is believed that you're at your best in your 60s. Hmm. So I think, uh, where do we lie? I don't know. (laughs) 
So I think I think it comes down to depth versus breadth, uh, right? So so I think uh, in terms of uh, I mean you can tie it to certain aspects of your cognitive capabilities, so what you can retain in short-term memory and the chain of an argument that you can keep in your head at the same time, hmm. et cetera, et cetera. What people call fluid intelligence. Hmm. So that is, uh, so I'm probably at a stage of my life where that is in decline. And hmm. I'm not, you know, I mean, that's just it. I mean, there's nothing to be embarrassed about it. Yeah. Uh, but then there is that other part of intelligence which people call crystallized intelligence, which is knowing lots of things. Hmm. So, and that's essentially going up linearly, right? So you mm-hmm. know more things as the older you are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, uh, so essentially I, what I need to do is to, to find ways of exploiting my strengths and uh, not to let my weaknesses mm-hmm. hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you do you or have you felt like an imposter? Oh yeah, everybody does. I do, of course, mm. I have. Yeah, mm. that's uh, this is. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I still feel it. So I feel like, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to get various awards and get selected to this or that or the other, and I uh, seriously wonder, okay, is this was the committee just drunk that day? <laughs> <laughs> So, so, uh, and and then, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's fine. I think. uh, I think. uh, I. 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 I mean, I don't. uh, I. I don't think that it's ever been debilitating, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that's that's the important thing. It's okay to have self doubt. I think self doubt is important for uh, for being self aware. And if somebody never had the imposter syndrome, I would really worry about that person. <laughs> but that means that they have no self-doubt, hmm. which means that they will not realize when they are wrong hmm. and when they have to change. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what is something that you're trying out these days and how is that going? Well, in this this particular world we live in, how we, we don't, we have much more, uh, many more restrictions on what we can try, mm. but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I can talk more about sort of my intellectual space, and I, I'm very much interested in sort of action and motor control and robotics now, and I'm uh, so uh, so. It's interesting because I feel that I have to go into an area where I don't necessarily know everything. I mean, in computer vision, I have the advantage that I've been in the field since the early 1980s. So most of the field has developed in my time. So I, I know, I know the literature and the various ways in which various ideas go wrong quite well. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I go into a field which I have not worked in before, mm-hmm. it creates a certain degree of vulnerability because sometimes you have your intuitions and they could just be wrong because you're you haven't uh, tried something and what you think of as easy may be hard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, but actually it's fun. I think, I think that uh, uh, over my career, I have switched around a lot uh, in terms of different 
subfields of vision and moving between uh, sort of more computer vision approaches to perception, to cognitive science, to machine learning, to geometry. Mm. And that has been fun, I mm. think. And uh, now it's reaching out even beyond vision. And I think, uh, I, I think, I think that's interesting because you you have to sort of uh, learn more, and you can't just be driven by your past prejudices. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is your favorite uh, tool or trick or hack or something of that sort that makes your life more fun, more efficient, more convenient? Anything of that sort? I don't. I don't know if I have anything of special. I I, I read a lot. Mm. Okay, mm. so I think that, uh, and I read pretty fast. So, mm. so I think that's an advantage that I have. That I can I can read, I can read papers and so on fairly quickly, mm. and uh, uh, which uh, helps me a little bit. It, when I was an undergrad, it helped me cram for exams quickly. <laughs> But uh, now its main value is <laughs> going through, uh, you know, a pile of papers. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. 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 So I, I think that's the one thing I, uh, you know, which is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you tend to think about when you're not intentionally trying to think about something? Well, I, I think I, I think about sort of uh, the world and politics and all of that and where we are and where we are going in this, in the 21st century. Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, in a, so I, I mean, I, I do actually worry about things like climate change and um, the state of, uh, you know, the political state of the world. Mm. I think uh, uh, we seem to be, I don't know, right now I think we are in a pessimistic phase uh, it, it's it's strange because maybe 20, 10, 20 years ago, I think we had reason to be optimistic. I think uh, uh, the Cold War was over, so the risk of nuclear uh, nuclear holocaust wasn't there. Mm. I think uh, I think that globalization had uh, had a big positive impact. I mean, uh, billions of people were pulled out of poverty. I mean, mm. in China, Southeast Asia, India, bits mm. of Africa. Mm. And overall, the trend was that, yes, a smaller fraction of the world was going hungry. Mm. Okay. And now I think we are in a phase where uh, we are kind of retreating from globalization. Mm. Uh, nationalist tendencies are coming to the fore in many countries, mm -hmm. I think, not I uh, don't want to pick any one country for that. Uh, and uh, I think uh, we, are, we are not dealing with the, the fears of climate change, the issues of climate change. Mm. So uh, there are very bad scenarios we could think about, right, of the mm. world. So yeah. that, does, uh, that, does, uh, that does bother me. And in these times, what happens is that extremists take over and extremists could be of the left or extremists could be of the right. Mm. Maybe extremists of the right are more in ascendant now. Mm. But but these are slightly strange times we live in. Yeah. 
I mean, 2020 is a very strange year. Yeah. yeah. It's very difficult to make predictions in these, uh, these kinds of times. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the world will be in 2025. Mm-hmm. So the variance is very high of what could be, the world could be in 2025. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I can imagine very positive things and I can imagine very negative things. Mm-hmm. And it's just that, like there would be some previous times where we would not have expected this uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Like in, in 1995, what you expected to see in 2000, what you would have predicted would have been how it turned out. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Looking Makes five sense. years out, you could have been reasonably, you would have made predictions which would have been reasonably close to the truth. Mm. And in 2020, can you make predictions about what 2025 will be? As well? yeah. I think we can, we will. But how confident can you be about that? Right, right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, what is something surprising about you? Something that the rest of us might not guess? Yeah, well, I think right now I'm pretty uh, a pretty uh, extroverted person who, uh, you know, argues a lot and and in various scientific discussions i'm not shy of expressing my opinions but when i was in uh, high school or early years of college i was totally a shy uh, you know kind of person who didn't really have many friends or uh, you know hmm. who would yeah 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 um what is one thing about the world that surprises you Ah, the world is surprising me. I think it's the world now, because uh, if you look at history, back in, in 1991, there was somebody who wrote a book called The End of History. Hmm. And there was this uh, expectation that, yes, now it's all smooth and uh, uh, we just steadily get more prosperous and uh, life will just get better for people and so on and so forth. Mm. So it was essentially going to become boring. Mm. <laughs> and, and so it does. Uh, it, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually super surprised by how much the world has changed. Mm. Mm. So, uh, so the surprising thing to me is 2020. It's not boring. <laughs> uh, it's not boring. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It, I mean, where were we in January 1, 2020? And where are we going to be on January 1, 2021? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it's, it's uh, I mean, if you want to think about connected to science, I think the, the thing which it tells us is that there are long tails in any, any phenomena, right? So mm. we always use these models of Gaussians, but in Gaussians, low probability events don't occur. Hmm. As you go out into the tails, uh, you know, uh, it, it's the probability just disappear. Yeah. Okay, what is uh, the world we live in actually has long tails. Hmm. Okay, so uh, I mean, some people use the term black swan events. So black swan events are these rare events. But if you integrate over all of them, they're quite likely. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, we have had like four black swan events. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, that is what is, I think, the, in a way, it, it's a surprising thing, 
that, I mean, by definition, every black swan event is surprising, mm -hmm. but at one level, it is not surprising right. I mean, that there will be these surprising yeah. events. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, what is something recent uh, that happened that was unexpected? Like in the last couple of weeks or so? Oh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just, yeah, totally shocked. And I think the impact of that is, 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 uh, is quite, quite strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is one way in which you wish your life was different? I, I'm pretty happy with my own life. I just wish there were ways in which other people's lives would be more different. <laughs> so so I, I don't really have anything to complain about. So I feel, as I said, I feel lucky and to use this term that people use now, privileged. Yeah. Okay, so I don't have any issues for myself. Yeah. What I, I do feel is that uh, I think the world is not in a very good place right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to tomorrow or next week? I, I, I'd like to have uh, some, some period of time where it's reasonably quiet. I have no chores to complete. So I could uh, just be uninterrupted, maybe on some beach house, uh, you know, yeah. reading, relaxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, which I cannot do. I, I have too many, <laughs> yeah. too many, too many things coming up, and uh, yeah. but uh, that's what I would like to retreat to. Yeah, but what what is something that is going to happen that you're looking forward to? Or is something going to, well, I, I'm not looking forward, I'm neutral about it, but next month I'll be 60 years old, so. <laughs> okay, happy birthday in advance, yeah. <laughs> so that's a moment to, uh, to uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't particularly celebrate birthdays, but I think I take stock. So mm -hmm. I, I have, there is a ancient Indian, characterization of life which is that there are these four stages of life mm -hmm. so there's this first stage where you are a student and uh, and then there's a stage where you are a domestic person and then there is a stage where you 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 are you are, you travel and you learn from others mm -hmm. and there's this final stage where you become what's called a sannyasi so you just uh, then your your the truth is internal to you Mm. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, you don't have to take exactly those four stages, literally and seriously, but uh, I do believe in the, the stages of, uh, in, in, in having some, some sense of, of the stages of, of life and a career and so forth. Mm. So I think, uh, uh, Instead of, for example, being driven so much by my ego, I would, should be driven much more by a sense of how I'm helping others. Mm. So if at one point in my life, I was more proud of papers that I wrote, at mm. this stage, I'm more proud of the students that I trained. Mm. Mm. Okay, because that is, can be, is actually a much bigger contribution to society. 
so yeah. i think that so this is why i i don't have what i think is part of the american zeitgeist which is this fear of growing old i have absolutely no fear of growing old mm. because uh, to me i mean in this i have uh, this indian philosophy is my guide i think that there are stages of life and you have to you should do the right thing depending on the stage of life you are in mm-hmm. at, at, at this stage uh, i think a very big part of what you can do based on what i can do based on what experience i have is is uh, advise and help and nurture and mentor mm-hmm. yeah yeah um do you think you're average above average below average happy relative to people around you i'm really happy i think hmm. yeah. yeah when was the last time you danced when was the last time i danced oh, not in covid times <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think it was some some birthday party no not birthday party i think some friends sons wedding I see. Maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Um. What was your most recent dream that you remember? Most recent dream that I remember. Oh, my dreams are always of a certain nature. They are always about. Uh, uh, there is a, cer- a certain pattern to them, which is that I, I, I. i rush to something and then somebody tells me that i am too late in the sense that, uh it's like uh, okay so there is some exam and i am at the exam hall and then the professor tells me no this is the exam is ended you are 3 hours late <laughs> and, uh, oh. and this is a very recurring motif in my dreams mm. and i think this probably reflects <laughs> lifetime of being <laughs> given by deadlines and in these roles of either uh, taking exams or giving exams or uh, paper deadlines or you know i think yeah. our life is is uh, is around deadlines right yeah yeah uh, so i think all of them have got sublimated into this dream <laughs> all these yeah. dreams they all have this character yeah. not all but uh, the recurring motif which yeah. reveals my my life and fears <laughs> yeah um are you more optimistic than people around you or more pessimistic i i'm uh, quite optimistic uh, scientifically mm-hmm. i'm currently uh, uh with respect to the world yeah i think i'm also probably more optimistic i think even though things are very bad mm-hmm. i right now i feel that i i see i see there are some very good paths that could go forward from where we are mm-hmm. yeah and uh, there's a lot of uncertainty so uh, but i'm going to uh, focus on the more positive futures mm. and uh, uh yeah so i i'm definitely not fatalistic mm. definitely don't think that oh the world is going to hell and there's nothing we can do mm. i feel that there is a lot of uncertainty there are good futures and bad futures and uh it's i think i think with the rational mind one should list all of them mm. but from the 
from the from the activist uh, perspective it is better to focus on the on the positive scenarios yeah yeah um do you think there is a point to life to our existence well in some uh, uh, i don't know in a very i'm an atheist so at some level i uh, you know you, if you take uh, you know the nature nature and biology are just processes so at that level you can say uh, no it's just it's just what it is however i think that this is not true from the subjective point of view so i think the subjective point of view is uh, is uh, is that there is a life well led and a life well led gives you an internal satisfaction in your neural networks mm. and those of others mm. and uh, i think uh, i think uh, and 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 so that's the point of life so it exists it it is in the subjective existence in in our subjective existence ours and those of others mm-hmm. so uh, i mean okay to take the most current example ruth bader ginsburg was there a point in her life very much so right yeah yeah right yeah. so i think yeah. that uh, there was a point in her life for herself otherwise why was she uh, you know working till the age of 87 through you know many major illnesses because i think she i would say was probably a happy person she was uh, she accomplished a lot and she had that sense of movement which comes from that mm-hmm. and then she changed the lives of others so subjectively she caused many other people to be in a better state mm-hmm. so uh, so i think the the point of life comes through this these subjective experiences Uh, first person experiences but of yourself plus others right right yeah um what do you struggle with in life no i not really much i think i'm i, I think i'm uh, reasonably lucky i don't really have to struggle with much yeah yeah um how do you decide what to work on how do i decide what to work on uh i i think uh, okay first i mean it starts off with a phase of uh, a lot of exploration and uh, uh you know various experiences right so talking to people reading books and so on and that stage is not very directed i think it is it is just what you are doing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then uh, and then for me it's very much a, an aha moment I, at some point i some day i wake up and i really feel okay i need to do this mm-hmm. and uh, to me this is at a larger scale than than the more standard question which is uh, okay you're you're working on a certain problem and you're trying to figure out how to solve it mm-hmm. right so uh, 
so uh, I, I mean, there, it's the nature of creativity that it's been well studied. So there is a phase which is a, what people call a preparation and incubation. So preparation is you, you read about relevant things, you talk to people, you think about it. Incubation is, I mean, it's there somewhere in your brain stewing. Mm -hmm. And it may not necessarily yield from direct, uh, direct assault at the problem, mm -hmm. but you wake up or you are in a shower and then, and then you have some idea, right? I think mm -hmm. that to me, deciding what problem to work on is the same. Mm -hmm. What area to go into. Yeah. Then you can think about it very consciously and, and put down the pros and cons and, you know, I think I have this uh, equation, which is that you need to look at, uh, in order to have a maximum impact, you need to consider the product of two terms. One is importance and the other is influenceability. Mm -hmm. Okay, the importance is how important is the problem. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, I mean, there are certain problems which, you, which, are, which are easy to solve, but they're not very important. Mm -hmm. Okay, then there's influenceability, which has to do with your own capability to move the needle. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, so world hunger is very important, but my ability to move on the needle is zero. Okay, mm -hmm. so what you should do is you should look for problems where you have a high product of importance and influenceability. So this yeah. is my equation. Impact equals importance multiplied by influenceability. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Um, what are two traits that are common to some of the best collaborators or colleagues you've had? Uh, I, think, I think the ability to, uh, to, to communicate uh, fuzzy ideas. Hmm. See, when something has been fully worked out, it's easy to uh, describe, right? I mean, a mathematical argument is in some sense easy mm -hmm. to communicate, right? I mean, it may take a little bit of time and you may have to read it twice to understand it, but at some level, it's very easy. Mm -hmm. Okay. But often when we are working on a problem, we have half-baked ideas. And somehow... A, Collaborator, a good collaborator is one with whom you can communicate in these half-baked ideas and get some reaction. Mm. Okay, so I think that I need to have that ability and that other person needs to have that ability. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and this takes time. And I think some of it is just getting to know the person. Mm. But some of it is also a person's style. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it, it, because they have to, so so that that is what I, uh, I I think is very important in a collaborator. Or you need to build it up. I think that, I mean, I found that the people with whom I initially was not at that level, mm -hmm. but over time we got that way. Mm -hmm. And the second is that like, when you are talking to some people, as you are explaining to them, you find that it all becomes clear to you yourself. Hmm. So, so the task, so in a sense, it's all happening inside you. Hmm. You're trying to explain to somebody, 
or discuss with somebody or make the case. Mm-hmm. And in that process, you have an aha moment. I mean, okay. Yeah. And I think that uh, when you have uh, people like people like that are, are great fun to be with. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And I think so. You need to have people who are not uh, who are who are challenging, but also willing to uh, take the effort to listen to uh, you know quarter baked or half baked ideas. Mm. And and you need to have uh, the kind of trust that. If somebody challenges you, that means that doesn't mean that they disrespect you, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. uh, and I think that uh, that this is this is something that I think a lot of young people need to learn mm-hmm. because uh, I think we are getting into a state where people feel that, or oh, if somebody challenges me, then maybe they're uh, they don't respect me or don't respect my work or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I think. When somebody challenges you is the the best way to make your ideas sharper. Mm. Mm. And uh, some of my best friends and colleagues, uh, I mean, I respect them because they uh, they they will they, they will challenge me and not let me get away with BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are these traits easy to spot though? Are they easy to spot early? And do you think you can spot them well? Hmm. Well, uh, sometimes you, you can hit off right away mm-hmm. and, and sometimes uh, you need to develop the trust. I think that, I think that that's a personality specific thing. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that with some people you, you acquire this uh, after a, initially uh, they are all very proper and respectful, but after a little <laughs> while of, uh, getting to know them, then mm. then they're much more open with their opinions. Mm. And I think that that's perfectly fine. I mean, I think that this is uh, one of these things where it changes with uh, age and seniority, right? When I was mm. younger and I was exactly at the same level of experience with other people, mm. it was much easier to have these frank conversations, mm. right? Because they didn't think of me as any more senior or any more knowledgeable. Okay, when you are slightly more senior and slightly more knowledgeable, or not, may not really be knowledgeable, you may just be thought of as knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah. Then, 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 uh, then that uh, that can uh, crimp the relationship a little bit, right? Because mm. they might, uh, and they might not feel comfortable. They may not know whether how I would react to being challenged. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. So, so this is this is a case of, uh, you know, you 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 have to work this out. I think you work this out by actually, it's a repeated game to mm-hmm. use the, the the lingo, right? It's yeah. you have multiple interactions, and then over those interactions, each person builds a model of the other person, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it more efficient. Yeah. So uh, that's why I find it super super easy to work with my. Uh, with like people who are my former students, even if I encounter them five years later, hmm. because that level of uh, individual trust is already there. Right, right. Right. Otherwise, it can be developed, right? mm-hmm. but it has to be developed. Yeah. And I think, uh, and uh, I, I, this is one thing about my time at 
Facebook, which has been interesting, which is that instead of just dealing with my own students, I was dealing here with colleagues and collaborators, mm. an equal level. And uh, here you you develop that that comfort over time by through multiple interactions. Right. Right. And and it was it's a it's a different style, but uh, uh, I found it interesting. Yeah, makes sense. Um, oceans or hills? Oceans or hills? Ah, this is the old one about Confucius, <laughs> the wise versus the uh, oceans. Oceans. Um, what is something that you love doing but you're terrible at? What is something that I love doing but I'm terrible at? Singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what is something you did recently that surprised even people who know you well? No, I, I don't think I have a, I, mm. I don't think I have a compelling answer for that. Mm. Um, when was the last time you felt like a kid in the candy store? Uh, I think when I go to a really, really big bookstore, hmm. okay, hmm. I think, uh, and sadly these are dying, but uh, I think, uh, I, I, I think that in Europe, you know, like in Britain, in London, or Oxford, or sometimes you have these amazing bookstores. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I just uh, enjoy that, that yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think uh, a, a museum as well, certain museums, you have the same feeling. Mm. So I would say bookstores and museums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is something you did not like at the time, but you're glad happened? I, th- I think maybe I, th- I think it's it, it, there are certain uh, failures in life, okay. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, okay, I uh, I was trying f- for job X. I'm not going to name the X and Y. Mm-hmm. I was trying for job X. Mm-hmm. I didn't get X. I got Y. Mm-hmm. At that time, X was my dream job, mm-hmm. okay. And I'm so, so glad that I took, <laughs> I took Y. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, there are, uh, and, and uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, you might, I mean, that's a kind of thing which people would describe as rationalization, right? You get something, Mm-mm. you wanted something else, and now you just adjust your uh, expectations and say, oh, what I have is, is what is great. Mm. Of course, in the short run, that can happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, but in the long run, I think one can be more objective. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so actually, when I got my job at Berkeley, I would not mention what there were some other 
hmm. university I really wanted to go to, which I hmm. did not get a job at, and hmm. I and I'm so so glad that I I actually went to Berkeley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would you easily get nostalgic about? I think for me, nostalgia is most easily triggered by music. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so a few years ago, I was uh, I went through some health crisis, hmm. and uh, then for months I was basically at home recovering. Hmm. And at that point, I found that what I retreated to was music. Hmm. And uh, I think that uh, somehow, at a emotional level. Uh, music is more uh, is is stronger than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are some of the best advice you've gotten or given? I don't know what advice I've I've surely received some advice, but I've forgotten a lot of it. Hmm. Uh, uh, advice I've given, I've, yeah, there's advice I give to uh, students and junior faculty and so on, and I can repeat some of the, my standard ones. One is, uh, 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 well, uh, pick, pick, your, pick your problems, pick your battles. Mm-hmm. So initially there is a tendency to try to do too much. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, you do too much and then you do too much poorly. Hmm. It's better to, to be selective and do the, a few things really well. Hmm. Because your scientific reputation is never made up by your paper count, mm-hmm. but rather your few best things. Right? Hmm. And now, the, of course, the problem is you don't know what will turn out to be the best. But, yes. uh, but you won't get a chance if you do... 50 random things yeah, yeah so so pick pick a few things which in your best judgment are the most promising mm-hmm. and go for that yeah, yeah. so uh, so that's that's an advice on a research uh, for one important piece of advice for research career second important piece of advice for research career is uh, is uh, have a portfolio uh, in the in the of problems somewhere you know you know everything. You, it's basically just a question of execution. Hmm. And to some which are slightly outside your comfort zone, to some which are fully outside your comfort zone. Hmm. Uh, I mean, they have to be interesting and you have to have some angle on them. Mm-hmm. But uh, by... Uh, so you need to divide up your portfolio because, into, into problems of type A, B, and C. Hmm. And then you will find over time that uh, th- those problems which are slightly outside your outside your comfort zone they they will stretch you mm-hmm. and then then that becomes part of your comfort zone mm. so over time you you expand your, your your the set on which you are comfortable yeah makes sense and uh, if you just focus on the things which you can do really well in the next one year mm-hmm you will never grow and suddenly you will find yourself feeling sterile, stuck in some place and that 
uh, you are the king of this little small uh, hilltop and uh, you're isolated from everybody else. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, my last question, um, being as honest as possible, why did you decide to do this interview? Why did I decide to do this <laughs> because you asked me. <laughs> no, I, 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 okay, I, I think I'll give a slightly more serious answer, which is, uh, I, I think it's it's to do with uh, with uh, philosophy of life. And if you recall, in the earlier stages of this interview, I talked about the sort of life cycle and the stages of life and mm. Indian philosophy and so on. Hmm. Okay, well, I thought that this interview was would be a chance to go through that exploration. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you so much, Jitendra, for taking the time to do this. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Pleasure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Bye. Thanks. Bye.